Welcome, one and all. This is Robert Rogers. I am the founder of Parkinson's Recovery in 2004. I have, I want to report an exciting program to offer today. This year, 2017, has been a benchmark year for new therapies that have been developed that I think offer great promise for offering individuals relief from the symptoms associated with the diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. My program today will focus and highlight two of the therapies that I have explored quite extensively over the last several months. The first is a new light therapy that is otherwise known as photobiomodulation. And the second therapy is the brand new development of a ketone ester, which is now being available for pre-orders. It's so new, you can't even order it and receive it. Uh, The expected delivery dates for the new esters are somewhere around March. Well, I've collected a lot of information about these two therapies, and that will be the focus of my presentation today. I do have a set of notes that I'm talking off of. If you would like to receive this particular document, email me. I'll be happy to return the notes as an attachment to your email. My email address is robert, R-O-B-E-R-T, at Parkinson's recovery.com. First then, let's have some discussion about light therapy, or again, what is often referred to in the literature as photobiomodulation. I personally predict, speaking as a researcher, that light therapies and sound therapies will be the medicine of the future. When people look back at the year 2017 and they ask, gosh, how were people getting therapies back then? And if they're looking back in the year 2030 or 2040, I think they're going to be looking at us as if we were living in the Middle Ages and thinking, wow, that's pretty sad. That's all they had available for medical treatments. So why do I think that light or sound therapies will be the medicine of the future? Well, let's just look historically at the progress that has been made by some dedicated researchers who have been looking at various pharmaceuticals and supplements that might offer the promise of relief from neurological symptoms. Now, there was a wonderful development in the mid-60s of a sentiment that was actually the focus of a wonderful little movie called Awakenings. Unfortunately, since the 1960s, although there have been a little pecking here and there, a little attempt to make some minor improvements, the fact is that not much has really been developed with, again, extensive cost, uh, lots of studies, lots of very smart people looking to see, okay, what can we create that would really provide sustained relief? And in fact, there's not much has come back. So that leads me, speaking as a person who is always thinking outside the box, okay, well, the issue then it seems to me is people are just looking in the wrong cubbyhole. They need to open up their eyes to other options and other possibilities. Now, when you look at research that has been done on light therapy, what you discover is that in the 1990s, of all people, the Russians were doing some research on LED light therapy or infrared light therapy for persons who had medical conditions with amazing results, particularly people who had dementia and Alzheimer type conditions. And for whatever reason, uh, that wasn't picked up by any researchers in the West until just recently. I 
had a contact about four or five months ago from a member of my audience and living in uh, Latin America who basically said, listen, he was using this new invention, this new device that he said had been really providing him with some noticeable relief. And that was just a side note. He'd actually called for another purpose. Well, that piqued my interest. That's all I need is one person who has Parkinson's symptoms to tell me that it's providing some relief for them. I don't need to have a lot of studies. My own experience as a researcher is that so much research out there is falsified that I'm at the point where I don't really know what to believe. But I do know that I can believe what people say when I interview them. You can listen to people discuss whatever it is that they're they're discussing, and you can really very well tell this is authentic. That's why I've aired 225 interviews on Parkinson's Recovery Radio over the last decade, so that you can hear people actually discuss, here's my story, here are my symptoms, here are the kinds of things that I did to get some relief or even reverse all of my symptoms. So you can judge for yourself. This is the real story. It's called a case study research agenda, which is what I've engaged for the last 10 years. So I'm a real skeptic of these kinds of things where they say, well, we've got a sample of a 1,000 people in that uh, I question very much uh, what's really behind all of that. So one person tells me it helped. I said, that's all I need. So I discovered that this particular device was actually invented by a Dr. Lou Lim from Toronto, Canada. I recruited him to be a guest on Parkinson's Recovery Radio with success and was very impressed by his presentation. Now, if you haven't had a chance to hear that particular interview, um, the information about his new photobiomodulation light therapy device is posted on the Parkinson's Recovery blog. That posting is dated December the 15th, 2017. If you're listening live, that's actually today. What I've done is I've found videos of interviews with Dr. Lim. I've reported the actual interview that I did with him. I've extracted lots of information about this particular therapy in terms of research so that you can get a pretty pretty complete idea of what this therapy is and how it actually works. Now, for those of you that are not familiar with this new device, it looks like kind of a, a, a helmet that you put on your head. Now, it's not like a football helmet, but it uh, has a various uh, uh, projections that kind of just uh, uh, are placed uh, around your head at strategic places. And then there's also a nasal device that you put into your na- your nose. And so one of the issues with diffuse light, and this is a diffuse light therapy, is that it's a little difficult for diffuse light to be able to transfer through the tissues and the uh, skull, for example, in the brain. But this invention basically sends the light up through the nose, so it basically gets up into the brain. So... Uh, it's an interesting device, and uh, there on the blog are videos of people uh, using it and uh, some discussion about what research evidence is available. So the question now turns on, all right, what is the research evidence? And what I want to just point out to everyone is, well, look, this is brand new. <laughs> We're talking about something that was invented a year ago. And uh, we have very limited uh, reports on the people who have actually used this. So the evidence is limited, particularly for people with Parkinson's uh, disease. There is a study that is reported on the blog of a very small sample of, I think, uh, about five subjects who had dementia, not Parkinson's symptoms per se, but people who had mental challenges. This study had, I just have to report as a researcher, unbelievable results. Unbelievable in the sense that you very rarely get effect sizes that are as large as was reported in that particular study. It's an independent study, so it's not done by the company itself. Basically, with five subjects, they found very significant effect sizes uh, for all the the dimensions that they actually looked at. 
So that leads me to believe as a researcher for anyone that has challenges of remembering, short-term memory, long-term memory, brain fog, uh, I think this is something to seriously consider. Uh, and, of course, that's what the research in Russia also showed, that it was basically something that uh, focused on people who had Alzheimer's kind of challenges. So the follow-up in terms of research evidence that I have to report to you is that uh, on a very ad hoc, informal, anecdotal basis, um, I'm recording whatever I might hear from people who have explored the use of this device who happen to have a diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. So don't get me wrong here. This is not a study. <laughs> There's nothing systematic about it. It's not a sample. But it's actually the way I like to do investigations because you're hearing from real people. You're hearing from the reports of their own experiences. And so we get some idea early on. We don't have to wait 10 or 15 years. Early on about, all right, this is a new therapy. It's a light therapy. And again, boy, it fits into the category of what ought to really help. And it sounds like it has been helping some people. So what are the reports back that I've actually heard? So let me just summarize that for you. And again, these are early reports. First observation that I've got for you on this new therapy is that the users of this therapy pretty systematically report back that it's not showing immediate results. So some therapies you can take, and you'll see something within a few hours or certainly the next day. Well, that's not the case with this. It's apparently something that you'll want to begin using and expect that you're going to have to uh, be patient and wait a week or two, three, four weeks by six before all of a sudden you're able to really acknowledge that there's been a relief of one or more symptoms. So the first thing I think that I've been able to observe from the reports that I've heard back is, all right, this is something that takes a little bit of time. So what's the commitment? It turns out that it's only 20 minutes a day. So it's not a big commitment. You can actually run this device uh, while you're reading, while you're uh, doing anything in, in a relaxing sense. Uh, so you can do other things while you're actually getting the therapy. Dr. Lim actually recommended that you might want to actually just plan on using the therapy at night while you are going to sleep. Uh, several people have said that works great. Uh, some people have told me, no, it kind of keeps them awake. So you have to kind of figure out what is going to work the best for you. Second of all, I have heard several specific reports uh, on the fact that their tremors were calmed. Well, that's exciting news. Anything that helps with tremors is uh, exciting news. It's unclear at this point as to what degree this particular photobiomodulation therapy can address balance issues. I have heard that it seems to offer help with gait issues, but the evidence on that is really limited. I haven't heard a lot of specific reports back. The initial evidence does suggest that this uh, therapy can potentially help with dementia sorts of issues, and dementia is just a large word I'm using for brain fog, difficulty being clear about your focus, your thinking about what you're doing today and yesterday and your memory, et cetera, et cetera. Now, one uh, user reported a definite return of, get this, smell, and uh, the jury, she said, was still out on the effect of her tremors and other symptoms. But that was a very early result for her, and she was pretty excited about that. Now, the final summary that I've got for you is that there is one individual that I initially heard about this from who recontacted me, thankfully, and gave me an update on what was going on with his situation. So as it turns out, uh, they bought one of these devices and did something I think that was really smart. Uh, a lot of people in his support group just began to use it. And so in the, instead of just uh, it being used for, by one person, it was used by everybody. And apparently his report was that pretty much everyone that used it felt as though it was uh, providing some benefit. Now, 
he didn't say, oh, gosh, the symptoms went away. That wasn't the report, but the report was that people were pleased that they were noticing a relief from some symptoms. So that was quite wonderful. The other evidence that he gave was that apparently he said, I believe, six or seven of the individuals actually decided to purchase their own devices. So that's a pretty uh, good sign that at least some people found that was going to be useful. Now, do I predict that this therapy will help everyone? I don't do that. I would not predict that about any therapy. Uh, we've, over the last 12 years, identified dozens and dozens of therapies, and my general feeling is, well, what we know is that each of those many, many therapies is going to help some people, but it may not help other people. So it's not as if we know that anything like this can help everyone. You really have to realize that, well, we don't really know for sure. And doing any therapy, obviously, is a risk. And clearly, that's the case here. We don't have any solid evidence to suggest that it will help or it won't help. Now, apparently, what is also the case is that because this is a diffuse light therapy, the inventors have checked it through with the FDA and it's approved for use, so it's not violating any kind of a medical screen. If I guess it's a laser therapy, then it does fall under the scrutiny of the FDA, but this is not a directed laser therapy. It's a diffuse therapy, and so it's perfectly safe to use. There are no reported side effects. Now, another draw for me, another reason why I'm enthusiastic about making sure that everyone knows about this option so you can make your own decisions is that when I was interviewing Dr. Lim, he then says, well, we have so much confidence in this that we want people to have the opportunity to try this therapy out for six months. And if toward the end of that, they don't feel as though it's actually providing the benefit that they had hoped for, they can return the device for an 80% refund. <laughs> Whoa, I don't know about you, but I've never heard of any company that has offered that kind of warranty or guarantee. And I have confidence in this company and these people. I think they have integrity. So I think when they say they're going to do that, they will. Obviously, we can't have any assurance about much of anything in this world today, but it feels like uh, this is a reputable company, and they will do exactly that. So the only downside that I really know, since we're not worried about side effects, is that the cost of this, the retail cost that they have on their website, is $1,749. In other words, $1,749. That's United States dollars. The company did, after I interviewed them, uh, offer a 10% discount to my audience. So the first good news is uh, you want to be sure to put in the coupon code to get the 10% discount because that's quite a bit of money. The code is, I believe, healing, the number four, and then the word M-E, but it's on the blog. So healing, H-E-A-L-I-N-G, the, the number four, and then me. Another reason why... I'm encouraging people to at least consider this as an option. Do your own research, of course, and use your own res uh, intuition about whether this would be something that you might want to pursue. Talk with your doctor to see what your doctor uh, thinks about this as a possibility. But one of the reasons I think I'm also encouraged about this as a therapy is that anybody in the family can use it. It's not just for a person who has issues of forgetting or memory or a person who has Parkinson's symptoms. So if you have in your family uh, children or grandchildren who are currently engaged in, for example, college or school of some type or another, and they might be having some difficulty with their classes or their ability to remember, uh, I think they can use this. And from what I can see of the evidence, this might really give them a great boost and ability to do much better in their schoolwork. And, of course, if there are members in the family that are having some dementia kind of challenges, again, they can use this particular therapy as well, not just the person who has Parkinson's symptoms. So I think it has widespread application and would be something that everyone in the family could actually uh, take advantage of. So my feeling is at this point that that's one of the new inventions uh, from 2017, 
obviously uh, limited evidence uh, that we've got. Uh, there was apparently a, a study that was done by a university using Parkinson's patients that's not yet been released. I haven't been able to actually see the written report. But again, as I understand it, uh, they also found very encouraging results for persons with Parkinson's symptoms. But again, I just want to say we, we don't have any clear evidence uh, about the results of that particular study at all. So in short, uh, is there solid evidence to support a decision to pursue this? The answer is no. It's all anecdotal. It's new. And so, uh, you know, be circumspect. Uh, use your own guidance, your own intuition as to whether this is something that you might want to pursue or not. Uh, I'm impressed, particularly uh, uh, by the initial reports. I have not yet heard back from anyone uh, that has said absolutely nothing was happening. Of course, it's only been about six weeks, and so uh, even if they said that, uh, we would probably want to wait a bit and just see what's going to happen over the coming months. But, uh, but I've not heard from anybody that said, no, uh, it doesn't appear to be helping. So at least the reports that I've heard back are reports from people who report that it really has helped. And, of course, one of the reasons that I'm excited about letting everyone know about the light therapy as well as the second therapy, the ketone esters, is that over the last 12 years, I have identified many, many wonderful therapies that help people heal. Many of them, however, take energy. They take focus. They take uh, motivation. And the discouraging piece for me has been that I have been frustrated with being able to find something that really provides a person with an energetic boost. Uh, so there are people I know out there, those of you who are listening to this program now, you may be in a place where you're thinking you are really having so many problematic symptoms that it's difficult to get motivation up to do anything. And so... What can you do? Well, I, I feel like, all right, I think these two might provide the boost that you need. Now, to be all, absolutely clear for everyone, my understanding of both of these is that they're more like what medicines and supplements can do for you in terms of providing relief from your symptoms. And by that I mean it's temporary. So in terms of the light therapy, Dr. Lim was very clear, if you stop using the therapy, then the benefits will all of a sudden atrophy over time. And then when you reintroduce the therapy, then the benefits accrue back. And so it sounds like for both of these therapies, the ketone esters and also for the light therapy, they're a bit analogous to the expectation that you might be able to get from using medicines or supplements. In other words, the effect is actually temporary. Now, I want to now move to the presentation of the second wonderful new development that really is brand new, and I want everybody to be sure and know about this particular development so you can make a choice of whether you want to pursue this as an option as well, and that is the option of being able to pre-order some what are called ketone esters. And again, my idea is that this might provide that boost for people who really are in a very problematic place. So this really is breaking news, everybody, as they say in the media, uh, we've known about ketones for many years, as I will now describe to you in some detail. And my introduction to the idea of ketones as something that can provide some benefit for persons with Parkinson's symptoms originated with some research by NIH, the National Institute of Health researcher, Dr. Richard Veach. I recruited Dr. V to be a guest on the radio show a number of years ago without success. Uh, he's very busy with his research and is not the kind of person that uh, is going to be open to doing interviews, so it's been discouraging. But I still was able to follow quite intensely the progress that he was making with uh, basically focusing his energies on 
developing a way to encourage the body to make its own ketones naturally or to manufacture a ketone ester. Now, when I first began to follow Dr. Veach's research, he made it very clear that commercially it was not at all feasible or commercially viable to even begin to think about manufacturing a ketone ester, which is basically something you can drink to boost the ketones in your body. At that time, the cost of one gram of an ester was, hold on to your seats, $1,000. Now, to be able to get any boost at all uh, for a person of my weight, I'm about 155, I would need about 35 grams of ester. And so we're talking about, at that time, and again, this we're talking uh, about five or six years ago, this would have cost me $35,000 to get uh basically 35 grams of ester that would really only last at most a day. So obviously, this is ridiculous. Nobody is going to be able to do that. Uh, I think even people who are billionaires. And so uh, Dr. Veach basically uh, was saying that he knew that would be possible, but that more research needed to be done. And so we've waited, we've waited, we've waited. We know that there are ways that the body can make uh, ketones naturally. And, I, again, we'll discuss those here as we proceed. But I want to put up front the new development from 2017. And that new development is that finally, after some extensive research by Dr. Veach, in collaboration with a University of Oxford researcher, Kieran Clark, that's K-I-E-R-A-N, Clark, C-L-A-R-K-E, in a United States Army grant, and the both of them, now she's from, when I say Oxford, I mean in Great Britain, and of course Dr. Beach is in Washington, D.C. The collaboration there was motivated by the U.S. Army's interest in finding some type of a food that could be given to soldiers out in the field in extended periods. So instead of carting around very heavy rations, uh, the idea would be, okay, could we actually put soldiers out in the field and allow them to be there for weeks, if not months on end, and have some kind of viable supply of food? Well, their interest was in seeing if, in, in fact, this ketone ester might be able to be commercially developed so that that could be given to the soldiers out in uh, the battlefield. Well, $10 million later, and with a lot of intensive uh, work by both of these researchers, they actually did develop a way to produce this particular ketone ester. Instead of $1,000 per gram, the cost now has been reduced all the way down to $1 per gram. So it's a pretty amazing development, and there are now a couple of companies that are out actually producing this ester. It's, it's available for pre-orders. It's not actually something you can buy and get it shipped out today. You're going to have to wait months in order to be able to receive it. So what's the big deal about ketones? Ketones are the natural food for the brain. And they may offer the possibility of providing temporary relief from the symptoms. I interviewed on Parkinson's Recovery Radio Bill Curtis. And Bill reported his own personal experience with using ketones and encouraging his body to produce ketones from the various methods of fasting and uh, taking a high-fat intake of foods over the last several years. And so uh, on the blog posting about ketones that you will see listed on the Parkinson's Recovery blog on October, on December, excuse me, the 14th, 2017, there's a replay of my interview with Bill Curtis, and he provides some very encouraging news about the usefulness of using uh, ketones uh, in his own 
ability to get sustained relief from his own Parkinson's symptoms. Bill is somebody who apparently is taking, uh, I think, four or five different prescription medicines, and as it turns out, they all seem to be working quite beautifully. And so he has quite a fascinating discussion of of his experience with experimenting with various sources of producing ketones in his own body. Now, you'll, I'm sure, want to listen to my interview with Bill, and you might then want to ask the question, okay, that's Bill's experience. How can I be assured that this can help with my own symptoms, my own Parkinson's symptoms, and I think it's important for you to understand what you can't. There are no systematic studies that give us any clear evidence one way or another about the usefulness of ketones as a therapy for Parkinson's symptoms. Well, you might ask why. Well, partly this concentrated ketone ester is just now being produced commercially and uh, it's not even been available to people for pre-orders. So the production process itself is actually very lengthy. There are about five or six very different steps. You have to wait between step one and step two, et cetera, et cetera. And it still is a costly process. Uh, so although the actual commercial cost is now reasonable, uh, it still is a very costly process. And of course, the companies that are now doing this particular work are experimenting themselves with the best way to make it commercially. So I want to just make very clear, well, where does my information come from on the companies that are making this ester? Well, as it turns out, after lots and lots of discussions and investigations, because I've been really thinking this is going to help provide a wonderful boost for people, uh, I discovered one of the companies uh, is actually been founded. The CEO is married to uh, a woman who happens to have a godfather who is Dr. Richard Beach. <laughs> so we sort of got a main light of information uh, to this particular company. Uh, he's obviously uh, working collaboratively with NIH and all of their developments, and so uh, having now had a number of different uh, private discussions with uh, uh, Frank, uh, I'm convinced that this company is the real deal, and they're the ones that uh, I think you could uh, have some confidence in, in knowing that um, the ester that they're selling is one that uh, is pure, it's authentic, and it's going to do what it is that uh, they say it's going to do. So basically... Uh, what you can do to get information about the ketone ester that uh, he is now producing and available for pre-orders is uh, you can go to his website, and the address of that I'm going to give to you here on the phone. And again, if you email me, I'll be happy to give you this little uh, set of notes uh, that have all of these website addresses uh, readily available. That my email address is Robert R O B E R T at Parkinson's Recovery dot C O M. Now his website address is www dot dot com slash the number five. So the word ketone K E T O N E A I D dot C O M forward slash and then the number five. Now, I have another upfront report for you. So, when I talked to Frank yesterday, as it turns out, he's a new company and he's raising money and he's trying to lower the production cost. He's trying to enlarge his laboratory so he can make more of this ketone product for more customers. The bottom line is, that there's going to be a very limited supply here on the early months and years of the production of this ketone. And the question is, well, why is it going to be so difficult to get? Well, I'm going to tell you why. What he told me yesterday was that he just got a very, very large order that was the equivalent of all of the pre-orders that he has received from a sports team. 
Now, if you look on his website, what you'll see is the focus is not on Parkinson's symptoms at all or any kind of an illness or disease. The focus is on sports, on people who are athletes, who are Olympic competitors, uh, people who have professional sports and college sports. And so as the word is getting out, the sports teams that want to be extra competitive they are doing pre-orders on the ketone ester because they figured it out. The fact is that it gives you an incredible boost of energy. It's not an opioid. There's nothing illegal about it. It's a natural substance. And so any sports team uh, that's professional and that, that you know needs to have that little sharp competitive edge against their competitors, they're going to be moving in once they learn about this, and they're going to be putting in pre-orders. So... What Frank told me is, if you'll go onto the website, you'll see that there's an order uh, a, a possibility. It's a pre-order for something called a trainer pack, and that's priced at $299, which, by the way, I have to also say that's cost. Frank says there's no profit added onto this. That's exactly the cost that they're having to pay to actually commercially produce this. And apparently that's 300 grams, and so as you experiment with using that, that might last you a while, and certainly you'll be able to figure out if that's going to be something that would uh, provide some wonderful relief of your symptoms. Now, there's also a three times pack. In other words, not just one, but three, and you might want to also considering that. Now, there's a much smaller order of $99, and so basically what Frank said was, well, if you order that, it may be a long time before you actually receive anything. So... Um, I would suggest if you decide to pursue this, then what he is telling me to make sure to tell you is, look, these are pre-orders. They are saying that they hope to deliver in March, but he actually hopes to deliver this in early February if everything goes right. But as he explains, the manufacturing process has these five or six steps, and if anything goes wrong in any one of those steps, they have to go back to step one and start all over. So it's not clear that they'll be able to produce anything at all uh, by February, but of course the expectation is that they will. So pre-orders mean that you get in, uh, in a queue uh, to be able to receive this, and the expectation would be you'll be able to receive it with any, any luck at all uh, in uh, probably first part of February or at the latest in March. And then to be able to get more, that may be a significant challenge, I have to say, also, because if these sports teams begin to move in uh, before they get the production process so that it's uh, large enough to handle a big quantity, which is going to take a lot of money, uh, you're going to see a, a significant uh, challenge with being able to acquire this product at all. So I guess what I'm saying is it probably sounds to those of you who are listening to me as, oh, God, that's one of those little marketing ploys. you got to get this right now. Uh, time is running out. Only one day left. I mean, we're in the Christmas season, and it's driving me crazy, quite frankly. I think, please, could you please not do that. <laughs> you know? Well, this is actually not a marketing ploy. It's, it's the truth, and I just need you to know if after you look through all of the information about this, if you are moved and guided to take action and buy this trainer pack, which will also support his ability to increase his lab and make more product, you really need to do it now. If you wait, I think you're not going to be able to get this product for months and months, if not even a year or longer. So I would, I would act now, and again, if and only if, you feel as though this is something that uh, might be exactly what it is that you need to get that boost of relief from your symptoms. Now, in my interview with Bill Curtis, Bill discusses his experience with the Ester II because he, he's been collaborating with Dr. Veach. He's been sort of one of their research subjects, so to speak. And uh, Bill explains, I think, quite eloquently uh, how he uses the ketone ester in his own life. Now, because of the cost, uh, you're not going to want to use it every day. Uh, but it is a very, very useful backup in situations where you have a lot of stress in your life, as Bill explains. 
it can be used if you're doing excessive exercise because lactic acid, to, acid is produced with excessive exercise and basically that can create issues sometimes with symptoms. And so with stress, with uh, obviously for those of you uh, that have demanding work schedules and, and work demands, uh, if there's a particular task that has to be done that requires that uh, your symptoms be non-problematic, that's when, of course, you'll want uh, to take an ester uh, because, as uh, best I can tell, when you take the ester, uh, you see a pretty remarkable reduction in the symptoms. Again, that's uh, speculation for everyone. Uh, we don't know that. It's going to be the case for you. Uh, but from what I can see from what Bill said this week, it sounds like uh, that's an uh, expectation that you could at least hold and uh, see what happens if you decide to pursue this. Now, having said all of that, I want everyone to know, although I know most of you know this, I am not a medical doctor. You'll hear many people referring to me as Dr. Rogers. Yes, I am a doctor. I am a Ph.D. That means I am a researcher. I am not a medical doctor. You know, I have to tell you, I've interviewed some people on Parkinson's Recovery Radio, and the person will say, this is Dr. such-and-such, and I respect how they want to be referred to. But they're really trying to make you believe that they are a medical doctor when, in fact, they are a chiropractor or they are others, some other kind of a doctor. Well, I just want everybody to know I never refer to myself as a doctor because I don't want anybody to have the idea that I am a medical doctor. That means that I am not licensed. I am not qualified to make any recommendations to anybody about any therapy. I'm simply a researcher that provides information. So when you hear my discussion here today, if you're motivated to make any uh, choice at all, be sure to check with your doctor. They're the people who know about medical kind of treatments. Now, they're not likely to know much about either of these therapies, but still, remember, I'm not qualified to make a recommendation to you about anything. And so simply take whatever I might convey to you as information. Uh, it's what's been going on here just in the last few weeks. And I want you all to know about it. I want you to do your own investigation, check with your doctor before making any final decisions. So why do I have such an intense interest in making sure you all know about this ketone ester? Well, I think I mentioned a little bit earlier the real motivation, but I really have been working for years and years now on identifying these natural methods that can help people reverse their symptoms. And a lot of my work has been on identifying the underlying causes of Parkinson's symptoms. So we know trauma is a huge issue. We know toxins are a huge issue, uh, all sorts of exposure to electromagnetic pollution, et cetera, et cetera. And, of course, I've documented all of those factors that we know cause the symptoms in my courses, in my books, and Road to Recovery from Parkinson's Disease on the blog, uh, extensive effort has been spent in being able to address the issue, all right, how can people heal from the inside out, not just suppress symptoms? However, there are a number of you out there that um, have, have found that medications have been a useful therapy. They have provided you with wonderful relief from your symptoms for several years. Some people I've heard uh, back from 10 years, 15 years, with, uh, with basically great results. You were able to get your life back and uh, you know, keep working uh, and do all the kinds of things that you enjoyed doing because you had those medications. However, we know with pretty much everyone, and of course that's what the doctors are the first to tell you, that the on periods for medications will, over time, for pretty much everyone, continue to shorten, which means more medications is necessary. Uh, you work closely with your doctor, and you adjust those medications for a while. And then the sad story that I've heard from so many people is there comes to a point where your doctor basically says, look, I cannot prescribe more medications. Uh, it's going to create way too much dyskinesia and too many side effects. It's going to do more harm than good. Oh, great. What do you do then? Okay, what are your options? And some of you probably are familiar with some of them. Surgery is one option that's offered to people, and that's called uh, deep brain stimulation surgery. 
there are some sound therapies that are being researched now that also might be an option. Uh, these, are, these are expensive and they are intrusive, uh, but those are about the only options that are available. And I know in talking with so many of you that uh, some of you, uh, maybe perhaps many of you, really don't want to pursue those options for whatever personal reasons you might have. And so my, my thinking is, oh, okay, so w what else is there that can provide an energetic and symptomatic boost? The truth is there hasn't really been much here until now. If your symptoms are truly advanced, uh, you don't have energy, you don't have the motivation, it could be that you've got some uh, forgetting and dementia challenges. It's like, God, you know, how do I even get started? And so my encouragement this year has been, oh my God, I think these two therapies might actually offer the boost that people need, which means that instead of uh, being in a place where you're at the medication maximum, it may be, and I'm using the word may, we have no evidence about this, but my hope is that using the ketone approach and the light therapy approach, or perhaps both of them together, your medications will continue to be effective. And so instead of having these on periods that shorten, you'll be able to see the on periods will lengthen. Now, you may have to continue with the same dosage, uh, but the idea would be, okay, you're not stuck in uh, to uh, a hole that you can't get out of. There's all of a sudden a, a solution that's available uh, to you. All right, now let me step back having given you some of those details and give you the big picture as I see it. I'm a big picture person. I really like to look at the situation uh, from, from far away. Research has clearly demonstrated that the people who live longer or even the longest, the people who live the healthiest lives eat less. Why is that? Well, I think partly the answer is that they tend on average to have longer periods of fasting because they're not eating that frequently. Fasting is one of the ways your body can make ketones. Fasting encourages the liver to produce ketones, which again, as I said earlier, are the natural brain food. Now, it requires much less energy for the body to produce the ketones through the liver than it does to process the glucose from sugar that is generated from eating carbs and proteins. So if you'll just look at it as, if I could use the gross analogy, machine. If we buy a machine, I don't care what the machine does, and we work that machine continuously every day, 24 hours a day. We don't turn it off. It's going to wear out a lot sooner than the machine that only has to function, let's say, one or two hours a day. I think the body is very similar to that. It takes a great deal for the body to convert carbs and proteins into sugar. And then remember, sugar is the alternative source of food for the brain. The brain has to have either the glucose or the ketones in order to function. If we don't have that, we're dead. So there's a marvelous way for me to explain what happens in the body when we eat carbs, proteins, and fat. And the ketones are made from fat, in case you didn't know that. And I want to use an analogy uh, to the materials that can be used to build a fire. And I saw this wonderful video on... Uh, one internet site, I was trying to find the URL for you, but I couldn't find it, so I'm going to explain to you what the uh, uh, video does. It's a wonderful little explanation. All right, so when you build a fire, you can use kindling, you can use wood, and you can use charcoal. So carbs are a great deal like burning kindling. They burn up pretty quickly. Protein is more like burning sticks and logs. 
okay, they're going to take longer to burn and generate the heat that you need for the fire that you are setting. Now, fat is more like burning charcoal. So when we have a fire with charcoal, as we all know, it stays hot for quite a while. So ketones derived from the fat are going to burn much longer and last much longer than the kindling or the logs. In other words, eating carbs, okay, you can make sugar, you can feed your brain. Eating protein, great. You can make sugar from the protein and you can feed your brain. But as it turns out, the longest lasting effect of being able to get a boost will be from the fat that is derived uh, uh, that, that creates the ketones. So in a way, there is a bit of an on-off switch at play here. Either the body is using sugar to fuel the function of your brain from eating carbohydrates and protein foods, or your body is extracting ketones from stores of fat. Now, when sugar is the primary fuel, the body really is working on overtime, and it's not getting paid for it. <laughs> now, when ketones are the primary fuel for the brain, uh, as I see it, the big picture, the demands on the body are significantly less, which is why life is extended. In short, ketones are easy for the body to process and distribute to the brain. Sugar is not. And as you all know, the last thing that a person with Parkinson's symptoms should be doing is eating sugar. So that's why eating sweets is not something that you'd ever consider as long as you are confronting neurological challenges. So people who are epileptics, need to seriously begin to pursue a ketogenic diet, which means uh, typically a high-fat diet. Now, epileptics are not the same thing as people with Parkinson's symptoms, but it is a brain disorder. So I think there's a lot of analogy between the two. If you know anybody that has epilepsy, you need to make sure to let them know about this new ketone ester. Uh, I would make it a priority. I would be ordering three times the trainer pack if I had epilepsy or any kind of an epileptic condition because ketones it will be something that obviously reduces the risk of seizures significantly according to the research. All right, now we've talked about the ester that's new, that's available for pre-order, but there are different choices of how you can make ketones in your body. And again, Bill Curtis makes some wonderful discussion of these various methods, but I want to summarize these for you so that you can be clear that, okay, great, it's exciting, the ester is now available. However, uh, because of the cost, you need to consider developing your own program for how you can encourage your body to make ketones that works for you. So everybody's going to have to figure out their own program. So the first method will be fasting. And fasting is one of the surefire ways to encourage your body to produce ketones. Uh, the easiest way, I think, to fast is to not to make a big deal. Just simply eat the last meal of the day in the early evening and then simply do not eat anything at all for at least 12 or 14 hours until the following morning, which means that you will be eating in the morning at 9 or 10 or 11. So in other words, just fast overnight. That's easy. It uh, doesn't create any um, issues with I'm hungry, uh, and you'll get your body will get used to that. So when you fast, your body begins to draw on the fat stores, and that's what the liver uses to make the ketones. Now, the second kind of a thing that you can add that Bill Curtis does mention is in the morning at the uh, end of your fast, you can drink uh, coffee that is mixed with something that is called MCT oil, medium chain triglycerides is what MCT stands for. This is a concentrated source of fat. 
and it's specifically for persons that have difficulty with digesting or absorbing the more conventional fats. So when you actually use MCT oils, you usually do not require anything like a digestive enzyme. Now, you'll find uh, on websites for epileptics uh, and actually on an earlier website for Bill Curtis, he was experimenting in collaboration with Dr. Veach and the NIH researchers with a coffee cocktail that had more than MCT. The cocktail, get this, also had butter and whipped cream and coconut oil. In other words, really high in fat. And he used that for quite a while with some success. So that's another possible choice you might want to consider. Now, in consultation with your doctor, that kind of high-fat diet may not be the best for you. But at a minimum, what Bill is suggesting in my interview with him as well, at a minimum, you could at least do the coffee drink with the MCT oil. Now, the third possibility, and again, you can use these in combination, or you can use some at one point and then switch over to others, is a ketone diet or a high-fat diet. And again, remember, ketones can be produced by the body when you eat a high-fat diet. So you can drink, as I said, a coffee drink with butter and whipped cream and coconut oil and MCT oil in the morning, and that's going to be a high-fat kind of a diet. Or, or you can eat a diet that is rich with few carbs and little protein. That's known as a ketogenic diet is the other way uh, to encourage your body to make uh, ketones naturally. So basically, you can do a search on the Internet, what's a ketogenic diet. It'll give you the listing of the foods that are high fat, little protein, few carbs. The fourth way is uh, sort of already covered previously, but specifically coconut oils and sugars. Now, this is certainly not the first moment where we have covered uh, the value of ketones for people with Parkinson's. We've basically been chasing after this for five years. I have an interview with Dr. Bruce Fife on Parkinson's Recovery Radio titled Reversing Parkinson's with Coconut Oil that aired on my radio show on October the 22nd, 2014. Now, the radio show is blogtalkradio.com slash Parkinson's slash recovery. But, of course, the easy way to get to the radio show page is to go to the main website, parkinsonsrecovery.com, and you'll see a link there to the radio show page. Now, I spend a fortune for all of you every year to make all of these radio show interviews available for replay. So when you get on the radio show page, you'll see my most recent interview, if you're listening to this here uh, in December 15th or thereabouts, uh, you'll see my interview listed with Bill Curtis. But to get to my interview with Dr. Fife, you have to scroll back on the radio show page all the way back to October the 27th, 2014. There are... 10 different pages. Each page has 20 different show listings. There's also an interview with Dr. Mary Newport, a medical doctor. The title of that interview is Ketones as Alternative Fuel for Parkinson's. That interview aired May of 2012. Again, you'll have to scroll back on the radio show page. Now, we also, by the way, have a Parkinson's Recovery Membership. And all of the radio shows are categorized on the radio show page for members. So to be able to find these kinds of shows, uh, it's really easy. You just click on the category and the shows actually show up. That's not possible to make happen on the actual blog talk radio show page. So if you want to make things easy for yourself and to get all of the other services that we provide through Parkinson's Recovery, including our international support group and our med meditations and our mind challenges and everything else I do every day of the week, then uh, be sure to join up. We'd love to have you. It's only, by the way, $10 a month, which pays for the technology that we use. Now, a fifth possibility 
for encouraging your body to make ketones is through ketone salts. Now, I'm not going to elaborate on this, but what I can tell you is there are a lot of choices out there. And in speaking with uh, Frank from ketoneaid.com, Frank has done all the research on this. And basically there's people who are saying this has a higher concentration, this is that, this is this. And he says basically almost all of them use the very same ketones from China of all places. And so he doesn't really recommend most of what you see there. There is really only one source of salts that uh, Frank recommends. Now, I know that some of you are not enthusiastic about multi-level marketing companies, but as it turns out, this is the only source that Frank would recommend for a ketone salt. So I'm going to give you the main website of this MLM. I think you can sign up uh, to be, I don't know, a, a member um, certainly not something I have done, but it's something that you could do and uh, you know, and see where that leads you. Now, I know a lot of you are not uh, uh, supportive of these MLM companies, but the fact is it's the only product that's got enough purity and integrity to it uh, that Frank recommends, and so I would just say the very same thing. That website address uh, for this one source is www. And I'll say it first, proveitnow.com, P-R-U-V-I-T-N-O-W dot C-O-M. And the products uh, that uh, are the high-quality concentrated ketone products are known as MAX, M-A-X products. Uh, because of the taste of the ester, it's, uh, it's very foreign. Uh, and they typically put sweeteners in there so that people are not put off by the actual taste of the ketones. Now, just so you'll understand how these various uh, options for making ketones sort out, the liver makes approximately 150 grams of ketones every day, naturally. So your body needs about 150 uh, grams or so. The ketone salts, one pack of that is about 7.5 grams. So that gives you some idea. It's not going to give anywhere near the boost of the ester. It's not going to do that. Uh, But it may be in combining the salts with some fasting, with some MCT oil, et cetera, et cetera, you might be able to craft out an approach that allows your body to run more on ketones than sugar. So that's a, that's a choice, and because the ester is not now available and may be very, very, very difficult to acquire, not just for the coming months but coming years, it may be that the best choice for you is going to be to pursue these ketone salts. And so you need to know about that. Now, it seems to me that some combination of the above – is going to be a combination that might provide you with the biggest benefit. And so do some experimentation, make some choices, uh, see where it all sorts out for you. Some combination of uh, maybe some fats in your diet, uh, less protein, less carbs, and even uh, seeing if you can get the ester to see what you might be able to get with that uh, may be the best choice of all. So consider developing your own approach using some combination of all of these different ways and uh, see where that uh, that leads you. Set the intention to feed your brain with the natural food it needs to function at the highest capacity of clarity and focus. In other words, shift off of relying on the sugars uh, that basically are converted into glucose by the body and then feed the brain to basically encouraging your body to produce ketones, which, again, I want to stress, I think I've mentioned this now a number of times, but I want to stress are the natural food for the brain. I think that's what promises to be able to offer the the, the most profound relief. And that's what's happening on the shores of the Puget Sea. 
sound that are very, very dreary today because it happens to be wintertime, and we have many, many, many dreary days here in Olympia, Washington. And this happens to be on the shores of the Puget Sound where all of the women are smart, all the men are handsome, of course, and all of the children are truly loved. Know that by virtue of the fact that you are listening to this particular presentation today on the most exciting new therapies from 2017 that you indeed are on the road to recovery. May you have a magnificent holiday season. 